Hey guys, and welcome back to Cultured Boys, a show where two guys just want to have a chat. I'm Nathan, and this week we have a special guest. It is friend of the channel, friend of the show, Mr. Wildebeest. How you doing, Sam? Hello, sir. I'm good. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Just a little behind the scenes. Pepe is away for a few weeks, so our good friend Wilder is filling in, and I really appreciate that because I didn't know what to do for three weeks. Absolute pleasure. Always, always happy to be here whenever you have me. And I'm glad to have you back. It's been a little while. How have you been since you were last on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to work out how long ago it was that I last appeared on here. Um, uh, Good six months or so, maybe. Yeah, I want to say it was, let's see, the episode came out around the same time as your one year stream anniversary. No way, it was not that long ago. Yeah, so what was that, like October? That was 14-ish months. My one year stream anniversary last year was April. Oh, maybe not your one year then. It might have been, oh, it was your birthday last year. That was it, that was it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it was October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We released an episode for Sam's birthday, which you can go and check out. I mean, that's still like eight months ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's almost been a year since we've had you on. Like, it's kind of a, I feel like a disservice to you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all good. Always, always happy to jump in whenever you need me or join you guys whenever you need me. Just, I'm a shout away. Well, we will definitely have you back because... This topic, which will span the whole time, the whole time Pepe's gone, the three weeks, we're talking about live action adaptations of anime properties. Woo! And there are some that we didn't watch because wasn't on Netflix, wasn't easy to find, yada yada. And there's also the big one that isn't out yet. Yada yada. <laughs> nice foreshadowing there, Sam. Um, <laughs> uh, we will at some point in a future episode, the three of us will get together and talk about the One Piece live action, of which I will touch on lightly because I didn't watch the new trailer that came out. Have you seen that, Sam? Uh, no, but I saw the Barati fish thing, whatever it's called. I always forget what it's called. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the restaurant. Uh, I saw the Going Merry. Oh, well, we've seen two separate screenshots then. Uh, yeah, it's like I, I just hovered over the video earlier and just like five minutes ago or so. And it's just like them building uh, Sanji's restaurant ship. Oh, OK. So it looks pretty cool. But you know what? Again, we'll touch on it later, but I'm still absolutely terrified for it. Yeah, same. It's uh, It's got that really weird CGI look. And I don't know how else to explain it because that will come up a lot when we discuss these films and whatnot oh i've got a lot to say on <laughs> one piece itself anyway when we get to it i don't want to dive into it right now because we'll end on it but um yeah i've got a lot to say and what i'm cool my worries my things i think might work but i mean i've spoken to pepe separately at length about uh <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> say that it's I think say that it's a ten episode season, for example. Sounds about right for Netflix. I can guarantee exactly what each of those episodes is going to be, and I'll tell you that later. Wow. Okay. Well, look forward to that. I've, I've I've planned out the entire season in my head, and I'm pretty positive I'm correct. Okay. Okay. A nice little teaser there. Don't forget to stay tuned for th all three episodes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. 
I, I, I've played this internet game a little bit, okay? I know, I know how to tease. Sam knows how to tease. We, we got this. We got this. Heck yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we, um, in preparation for this, we try to watch a lot of live action stuff. And I watched most of the things available on UK Netflix. So the thing with me as well, I watched mainly the ones that I have seen. I think you've seen a fair bit more like anime slash read a bit more manga than I have. So some of the ones that I could have watched, things like, you know, the series of Cowboy Bebop. I didn't get around to that one. Well, that's fair. I also haven't ever watched Cowboy Bebop. Oh, neither have I. And Pepe always raves about it. Everyone raves about it. So maybe it was for the best that we both hadn't seen that yet. Because I feel like maybe if we had watched the live action and if it was as bad as everyone says, it might have soured us for the franchise in general. Well, that's true. You know, and then we then we wouldn't have gone and seen the anime because I'm still kind of interested to watch the anime. It is on Netflix, so. Separate episode down the line then. I'll join you guys and Pepe's obviously already watched it and we'll both watch the anime and then mention our thoughts on it. Yo, I'd be down for that. Like, I'd totally be down for that. Because, like, Cowboy Bebop is one of those ones everybody who's seen it has never had a bad thing to say about the anime. Right? They always, always recommend you watch it. So, I'd be, I'd totally be down to do an episode about it. That would be fun. Right. So, I will quickly list off just a general list. Uh, and Sam has watched a few of the films. Uh, this is just the stuff I watched. So... Uh, we put Bleach, the live action, Full Metal Alchemist, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1. That was not on Netflix. I bought the DVD. I've watched all of the Rironi Kenshin films, The Beginning, Origins, Kyoto Inferno, The Legend Ends, The Final. And I've watched four episodes of the Mob Psycho 100 live action TV series. So there's a lot to talk about done a little bit more research than me but <laughs> not by loads i've done a bit of a cram session in the last three days or so where i have uh i've watched rarini kenshin origins the 2012 the first one yep the very first film yep i finished my rewatch of bleach today i watched full metal alchemist yesterday and i also watched uh jojo yesterday as well Cool. I mean, there are others that obviously I know about and I've seen, like, you know, I've seen... Oh, yeah, there are loads of them. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. I've seen Death Note. In fact, I think my very first experience of Death Note was Pepe showing me the two Japanese live-action films before I watched the actual ma- uh, anime. I think that was my first exposure to Death Note as well, because I think I watched the first one on Film 4 way back in the day, and I was like, whoa, what is this thing? That's really cool. But, uh... I will, I guess, small, small sort of teaser or whatever. Did you know that the actor who played Light Yagami in those Japanese films is also the guy who is Makoto Shishio in the second Rurouni Kenshin film? Really? Yeah, Tatsuya Fujiwara. He's also the lead actor from Battle Royale. Really? Apparently, yeah. He's also been in two of my Yakuza games. One as like as like a mocap and you can tell it's him and one as a voice actor. So I've seen this and heard this guy like plenty of times. It's really weird. <laughs> I'd never I never would have expected that. But yeah, like Tatsuya Fujiwara, he's he was in all of that. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, good on him. So I, I mean, I think that leads us into let's talk about Rurouni Kenshin. Okay, cool. I mean, this is something that I watched again a lot of my exposure to outside of the main popular anime, I guess, outside of things like Dragon Ball Z, Full Metal Alchemist, 
this, that, the other, a few other things. A lot of my exposure was a decade ago or so when I met Pepe. Sounds about right. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, so you like anime? Try this. Oh, try that. Try this. Try that. So one of them was, of course, Rarini Kenshin. And... I always remember it being shorter than it actually is, and I think I did actually watch all of it. Because I think we've got like 80 episodes or something all together, right? I don't know. I've never watched the anime. Uh, this Watching all the films was my first like dive into the series, because like you, I heard of the series because Pepe actually gifted me the first volume for my birthday one year. Oh, nice. And I never actually re- got around to reading it. So this whole time, he's recommended me this series for years and i never got into it and then i watched the films for this and now i kind of regret not having seen any of the original source material that's fair i think in the actual original anime i got up to the end of the makoto shishio arc whatever arc he was in there okay i think that's where i got up to in it but of course for this i've only managed to watch the first one and you know what as far as a lot of live action anime films go i was pleasantly surprised by this one See, that's what I thought about all of them, because, uh, again, I watched all five films, I think it is. Well, it's it's good to know that the rest of them hold up as well, then. Yeah, because I went on and Googled, like, a watch order, and there's, like, a story chronological order, or there's, like, release order. I decided to go, like, story chronological. So I watched the 2021 Rurouni Kenshin, The Beginning, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, I guess a prequel. I don't know if it's in the manga or the anime, but like it tells you how Kenshin got to that point before he becomes a wanderer or a a wandering samurai. Yeah. And that film was really, really cool. Like one thing I will say about this entire franchise of films, the choreography is pretty good. Like the fight scenes are pretty sick. Oh, yeah. I really found that with Origins. Because there's like in big the beginning there's a a fight between soji and himura or kenshin and like it's so well choreographed it looks so cool from just the sword play it doesn't look like two guys like swinging around a stick right it looks like they kind of know what they're doing but it's also you can tell it's kind of still like anime manga-y you know like kind of fantastical yeah so i mean watching origins i did find that you know a lot of it was very very well choreographed a lot of work went into it you could tell in terms of a lot of the sword play but then like in a way and i get obviously it is derived from this anime and manga where you know you get kenshin like turning himself into like a spinning wheel with his sword kind of thing and stuff like that yeah which yes they don't show and you do have a bit of the fantastical like you know him almost running on his side in a circle slashing people's ankles (laughs) that's really cool and i can (laughs) i can i can get behind that but i did find sometimes some of the fight scenes to me slightly detracted a little bit when someone would punch someone and they went flying about 20 foot because how when that first kind of iterance happened in it it felt a bit out of place for how we'd currently seen the rest of the film so far yeah i agree with you on that and i guess because the beginning was like pretty grounded when i got to origins and you know jine the second batosai yeah is um he uses his uh one side of the soul technique you know where he basically just stares at someone and then they start like freaking out mm-hmm. when i saw that that really brought me out of it because i was like oh yeah this is a this isn't just a like wire work samurai film this is this is a manga and at the end when he paralyzes her lungs yeah or the fact that he's like for some reason got black eyes you know like there's no white eye it's black and then like a blue iris and you're just sort of like okay yeah 
I get it. Bad guy. <laughs> like Agreed. However, on the flip side of it, Kanryu was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Just how he was in the anime and things. Like, just a horrible, notorious businessman with his giant gun. Oh, he was... He played him very well. Oh, that that guy and his little cronies. They were so despicable, but it was so perfect. Oh, I loved just the guys just standing around in their white suits fanning themselves. Yeah, like, that played off so well. Because you instantly was like, God, I hate these guys. I absolutely hate these guys. Especially, like, in the film, you know, when he's like, they bring out all the food and then all the wandering samurai, like, that he hired, like, come out of the grass in the jungle or whatever. And it's like, oh, dinner time. And he's like, oh, I hired all of these guys. They just want to eat and they work for me so that they can survive. And I'm like, you're a dick. I hate you. Yeah. And I mean, kudos to the actor. He played him very, very well, but his jaw must oh, yeah. have hurt after filming every single scene because <laughs> that, that horrendous underbite that he was doing, <laughs> like, I found myself trying to mimic it while I was watching the film, just like going, oh yeah, this... Oh, you must have hurt your jaw doing that. This guy, this guy, respect. Respect to him. But he just played a filthy, dirty, horrible businessman very well. Do you think for that underbite, they did the same thing to that actor as like Rami Malek did in the um, Bohemian Rhapsody film? You know, like just put a fucking set of fake teeth on top of his actual teeth. They could do, but it almost does look like he's fully pushing his chin forward. I mean, maybe he's doing both. Maybe he's that method, but like, I can't imagine doing that for so many takes. Like, that'd be crazy. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him now, and it is is very pronounced. (laughs) But then it's just the bottom lip as well. His bottom lip, he's always just leaving open. Oh, it was... He was great. I I will say, I've never seen the actual, like, illustrations of the characters. Mm -hmm. But I will agree with Sam that a lot of these characters... If I saw them, I'd be like, I could already imagine what the manga looked like. Like, I've only ever seen Kenshin, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty accurate, right? But all these other characters, like Kanryu, for example, I'm like, I could kind of see it in my head. Yeah, so I'd say the one out of those, out of all the kind of main ones in the film, Jinnei himself is probably the most different looking. Okay. Because he's very, like, gaunt and big mouth with his eyes and just quite terrifying looking okay where in the film he was very much just like hench guy with black eyes yeah he was still scary don't get me wrong but he wasn't like almost skeletal jinnae is in a way like his face is very 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 accentuated and pronounced to essentially just look like a figure of death in the manga okay i would say because in the film, I felt like the actor who played Jinae was like, and from lack of a better description, I was like, a bit too handsome for the villain. Yes, 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 yes. He should have been a bit uglier. Jinae definitely is much uglier. Now, Hanya, Hanya was an interesting one. Like, I loved how they did the mask. It worked very well. But his burns underneath, not quite as burnt as I would have expected him to be. Okay. But, you know, I get... It would be hard to fully disform someone's face in a real setting to make it look. See, it's interesting you would say that because I think I like this will lead me into the the second film, Kyoto Inferno, because I think I've maybe seen a drawing of Makoto Shishio like once or twice before. So I sort of recognized him, right? But I actually thought he looked pretty burned up despite it being like, you know, like practical prosthetics and makeup and stuff. Like in the second film, I actually thought he looked pretty burnt up. So I wonder why in the first one he didn't. Maybe it was just a constraint of the time. I mean, it's just like the first half side of his face is just a bit mangled. That's it. 
nothing like he looks from judging from the uh, photos in the that I'm looking at now of part two. But I mean, it was still good. Now, one thing that is very, very, very different, uh, but I appreciate that they why they did it is uh, Sagara Sonosuke, his sword. They still gave him a giant sword, but his Zambato is, like, absolutely huge in the anime. <laughs> like, to the point where, you know, it's comically large. Okay. And, you know, I'm pretty sure at one point Kenshin's literally, like, standing on the edge of it, and it's about five feet away from Sagara himself. Fair. Okay. That, that I could give a pass, though, you know. Yeah, in fact, I'm just going to uh, literally copy the image and shove it in the discord to you now so you can see what i'm talking about <laughs> but that's how large his sword actually is wow okay so you, you can see you can see why they've made it a bit smaller yeah what it, like it looks like the dude's holding a like cloud buster sword like what the fuck i mean i'd say it's bigger than the buster sword yeah i i did i'm inclined to agree with you oh there you go here's here's the image that i was talking about of uh kenshin stood on it there you go it's that big whoa it is that big whoa but i mean the guy who played him literally is perfect oh yeah he he looks identical to him and plays the actual full part really well absolutely adored mid fight with uh god i can't even think of the guy's name who was fighting but mid fight when they're fighting in the kitchen when they just stop to have a bit of a chicken and wine break so funny (laughs) that was so well done i'd be like you know what if i was fighting I'd want a chicken and wine break as well. <laughs> I think out of all the characters, Sonosuke was like my favorite because he is just that boisterous like character. And like, I don't speak that much Japanese, but I love that he was almost speaking in like a half delinquent style, like really rolling those R's. Mm-hmm. And like, I also appreciated in Origins uh, that Kenshin, and I only learned this because of a VTuber that debuted like earlier in the year. Uh, the Kenshin also actually speaks in like, it, he ends his sentences in a proper like samurai-esque way. When he ends his sentence, he says, Degozaru. I learned recently that that's actually supposedly how like samurai would end their sentences. They would always end their sentences with like some variation of Gozaru. Interesting. Or Degozario. And I couldn't unhear it. So every time I was just like, man, I really appreciate that. And I don't know how much I would have even heard that if I didn't even know that beforehand or even remotely understand the tiniest bit of Japanese. I mean, it's good attention to detail. It really is. Like, shows that the research into, you know, that time period and everything goes into it, which, you know, is something that's just so great about a lot of mangakas and stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to throw in a small, just, this is really just like, for me, I love that at the end of all of these films, the credits songs are always one OK rock songs. Hmm. Like for Origins, it was the beginning, the first ever one OK rock song I ever heard, and my probably one of my favorites. And I just I was not expecting it. I finished the film, I stopped paying attention, and all of a sudden it came on. And I was like, hang on a second, why is one of my favorite bands on? And then it was like, no, it's just credits music. Nice. Oh, here's another great one, also from Kyoto Inferno. The actor who plays Sojiro Seta. I don't know if you recognize him, Sam, from the other, one of the other films. Well, I didn't see. Ryunosuke Kamiki also played Koichi in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable Chapter 1. Oh, well, I can see that now that I've just... Yeah, right? Because I was watching the film and I saw a face and I was like, hang on a second, that looks really familiar. Where have I seen that? I've just seen that face. <laughs> 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. And I quickly went and Googled it to see who the actor was. And sure enough, there it was. It turns out, yeah, I did see that face about two days before when I was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Too good. I know, right? Well, there's always going to be, you know, similar how it's the same voices that appear everywhere. It's probably always going to be in these live action films, similar actors appearing everywhere, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, these are all probably like very prominent Japanese actors. Obviously, we don't know because we don't watch a lot of Japanese cinema or film or what, you know, like. Mm -hmm. I'm sure these are the names that rival like Hollywood stars in Japan for all we know. True. Yeah, like, but again, the second film is just more of what we spoke about before. Very well choreographed. A lot of, like, weird acrobatics involved, Mm -hmm. which obviously, because it's a manga anime film, a samurai wouldn't have done a fucking backflip to avoid a slash. (laughs) Like, they just don't do that. And, like, samurai wouldn't have done wall running, like, in a video game because it's not physically possible for that long. Like, Kenshin, at some point, like, probably runs for a good like five to ten seconds on a wall and you're like no you put like two feet on there and then you like fall for all we know there is a samurai that can do that somewhere hey and if there is that'd be wicked have you heard of have you heard of samurai warriors (laughs) i have (laughs) i think i've only ever played number four because it was free on playstation plus at one point but fair it (laughs) but like yeah it was no i get i get you i get you they like as films they were you know, obviously they've got to have elements of the manga in to uh, keep. Yeah. But they would have done very well, I think, regardless if they did remove some of the fantastical elements from it and just kept it very, like, standard feudal samurais. Yeah. If it was accurate, like, sword fighting, I'd still be into that. Oh, yeah, very much so. But at the same time, it's it does make it stand out a little more. And yeah, make for you realize sure. the, their source material by watching, like, Kenshin run up a wall slash at a guy with the back you know like essentially the back of a sword because by that point he's already using his back blade and then watching like five guys fall through a wall even though he hit one of them into four others and you're like in real life that wouldn't have happened but you know that's what you love martial arts films from back in the day because the wire work is just cool yeah very much so watching all these films because the uh makoto shishio arc is actually split into two films okay so two and three are actually that whole part because at the end of two uh, is when Kenshin and Kaoru get kicked off the boat. And at the end of the film, spoilers, I guess, for a 2014 film, don't complain at me. His master finds him on the beach. And then the start of the third film is him learning the final form of Hiten Mitsurugi Ryu, the uh, the style that he uses. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like the, the thing is, my notes are always <laughs> looking at them. They're not very helpful because it's like small tidbits like this actor was in this film and this thing. And then it was like, mostly I've just put that fight was cool. This fight was also really cool. Good choreography, really cool fights. Like, I at least you have notes. My notes are basically just uh, Google image tabs of the different characters <laughs> so I can remember their names. Fair. Mainly for this, because, you know, I feel I'm much more familiar with Bleach, Fullmetal Alchemist, Jojo, and the others. Yeah. But yeah, as I say, I, I very much enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, with Origins, it was a little bit of a slow start, but then after like yeah. you know, 25, 30 minutes and it really got into it, then it was... Uh... Yeah, no, I agree with you. I feel like a lot of the... At least the first two, as in the first two I watched, the beginning and Origins both start quite slow, whereas like Kyoto Inferno, The Legend Ends, the final, like stuff kicks off like pretty quickly, like within the first like five to 10 minutes well, they're a bit shorter as well right so they yeah true they can afford to do that like it was what 
two and a quarter hours, I think, Origins. Yeah. Which, you know, by, by all intents and purposes, these days it's not particularly long for a film. Well, it's about, yeah, that's pretty standard for a film. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes pacing can be uh, brought a bit forward. True. I had one gripe with the third film, and it, I don't think it's with the film itself, it was just more the source material, is the way Shishio went out. Like, do you know how that happens? Uh, not in the live action films. I mean, I can't even remember from the manga, to be honest. Enlighten me. Okay, it's a four-on-one fight, right? So it's Aoshi, uh, Saito, the policeman, Kenshin, and Sonosuke fighting against Shishio on the boat. And then it just gets to a point where all of a sudden Shishio, like, gets turned on and he's starting to lose. And then he basically, like, puts down the girl, his courtesan, and then sets himself on fire. And that's how he goes out. Even though before that, he was like setting people on fire and being like, oh, do you know what the worst thing about being burned alive is? And then he just goes out by his own hand in flames. And I was kind of like, that's kind of lame. I didn't like that. Maybe it's just more he didn't want to uh, give anyone else the satisfaction of killing him. So he'll just kill himself. Yeah, and I get that. But at the same time, I was just like, I don't know. Like Maybe because I watched... By that point, I'd watched two whole films. And I was like, for two films to have this one same bad guy, I'm like, I could have gone out in a better blaze of glory, let's say, like, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Like, he took on four guys, you know, four really good fighters as well. So, like, you know, I I just thought, eh, it would have been cooler if, like, he died during the battle. Because, I mean, okay, Sonosuke is a a street fighter, so unless he's punching the guy, which he wasn't because he's getting his ass kicked. And Kenjin's not going to kill him. But, like, maybe Saito or Aoshi, you know, two guys who are willing to kill people and sort... You see slicing people down, like, the whole time. One of them could have done it, but no, fire instead. Okay. (laughs) He survived fire before, but not this time. (laughs) <laughs> i know right and he had that cool sword like because in the film he was like swinging it around and every now and again it like set on fire like at least the tip of the blade and i was like that's fucking cool i think that's like how he set himself on fire i looked away from the screen for like a second and next thing i know he's on fire <laughs> but that was also just like uh that was like that was my biggest gripe i i watched uh the last film the final 2021 the final uh kenshin the final it was Really cool to see characters returning because, like, uh, Sojiro Seta comes back. Uh, the other guy from the Ten Blades, I forget his name. Uh, it's the <sighs> fuck, what's his name? He's the guy that Kenshin beats at the Kyoto Temple when the swordsmith's son gives him the true backblade. Oh, god, it's been too long. Yeah, I know. He he basically he was the sword thief slash hunter, and he had like he was he'd taken all that swordsmiths other blades and we're killing people with it either way basically he comes back as well and the main antag of the whole film is a callback to the very beginning of the franchise it is kenshin's first love's little brother enishi who comes back and is the final like villain that's quite cool yeah like that was a really nice callback and like a nice sort of like bow to tie up everything because it's like kenshin's full circle moment tomoe who he fell in love with in the first one like way at the beginning the reason why he doesn't kill anymore the reason why he has that second scar to make it across and then her little brother who he saw way back then like in the world of the films they were like oh it's been like 14 years or something but it was just really cool to have that like full circle moment yeah i do appreciate when they do that it's just yeah you're just making me want to watch the remaining ones i haven't seen to be honest 
I, I highly recommend them. Because I did enjoy the first one. So, you know, as long as we got them on Netflix, then absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how I watch them all. And I, I do actually highly recommend to you, Sam, and to anyone who's even remotely interested. These are actually really good live action adaptations, as Sam has already said. Like, normally they've got a bad rap because quite a few of the adaptations of like games, manga and stuff like they're pretty bad. But like all of these Kenshin films are actually really solid. I had no issue with the actual films. I quite enjoyed them and I've never seen any Kenshin before now. And I purposely went and watched all of them because I was really interested. Do you reckon you'd watch the manga or the anime? Sorry, no. Um, I don't know if I watch the anime, but I might go and read the manga. Might go and read it. Fair, fair. Because I want to find that first volume that Pepe gave me and I'll probably read from there. But I am quite interested in the series and I'm kind of bummed out I didn't listen to Pepe sooner. And he's going to get a bit smug about that. So I'll leave it in the edit. But just you know, Pepe, don't don't get too, too on your high horse there, mate. <laughs> Bro. Hey guys, this is the end of the first part. Thanks for listening and check us out on podcast platforms. Thanks for checking it out, guys. And we'll catch you for part two next week.